Hey, it's Joe Hage, and thanks for listening. I didn't plan on making a podcast today. In fact, I'm not sure if I'm going to publish this. I was driving my son Lucas to school today. It's about a half hour away. And I decided that instead of listening to my beloved barbershop, where I have some new songs to learn, I would try out a podcast. And I stumbled upon um, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast called Revisionist history. Which episode I listened to isn't important, but I really appreciated the quality of the podcast. I knew there had been uh, a lot of time put into the content, and I appreciated the editing that was done, where he would take pieces of a conversation, and then he would narrate about what happened or what was to happen or how he felt. And I, I thought it was very interesting. So I thought, I already have a podcast channel. Maybe this is another way to share messages in a, in a digestible format. I know I appreciated listening while I was driving. So if I've caught you in the car, um, give me a shout later and said, yes, I listened in the car. And uh, perhaps if you found uh, this medium, um, enjoyable or more enjoyable or preferred to the videos and the blogs and the interviews and the webcasts and the social media posts that I've been making for some time now. Today's topic is when do you need marketing? So I wrote a friend of mine who is the managing director of a boot camp for startups an incubator. I have been talking with Lance Black. He's the director of medical innovation for the Texas Medical Center, which is the largest hospital system in America. I did not know that when I invited him to speak at the 10X Medical Device Conference back in 2018. So I was talking with Lance and he was telling me about how his candidates get help from mentors. And I thought, okay, well, that probably means that when you need someone who knows such a thing, you try to get that person on the phone and arrange a time when you guys could talk. And I thought, what if there were a more dedicated resource for that? What if I were to put together a package of some kind and offer a suite of marketing and strategy services, uh, would that be appealing? And Len said he'd give it some thought. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. We are talking in the beginning of September 2019. So I mentioned this to my friend Alan, and I wrote him saying, I've been tossing around the idea of being a resource to companies and incubators. Here's my pitch. Tell me if it will resonate with you as Incubator Man. I entitled it Marketing Strategy Council. The concept, Entrenched, Deeply Available Marketing Strategy and Communication Council for Program Participants. The benefit, it would be a part-time, yet highly available and committed resource, namely me, who could support candidates more reliably than mentor volunteers with spotty availability. I offered the package would include 
five things. First, direct access. Participants would join a dedicated Slack channel on which I could be reached anytime, every day. Two, generous availability. Participants could schedule time on my constantly updated calendar. We could agree on, say, 10 hours per month. Team meetings. An hour each week when I sit in my virtual office, walk-ins welcome. No appointment necessary and a dedicated GoToMeeting link. So I've said three so far, direct access via Slack, availability to my calendar, team meetings every week, come or don't come, it's up to you. Fourth, in person. I could visit once per program setting to do some formal training. And fifth, online training materials. I'm creating a 16-hour medical device marketing course, pardon me, course, which could be made available to all participants. I threw out a price. I said, I'm not sure about the pricing, but what do you think? Would this concept fly with you? And he said, for early stage companies, probably not. At that stage, they are trying to bring a concept to reality, and they're more concerned with regulatory prototyping and the like. They're not permitted to market yet, that type of help would be valuable at the stage where they can actually take the product to market, which is typically post-accelerator. It would be more valuable then. If you ask me, the biggest value to entrepreneurs and programs would be business development help, being able to get in front of the decision makers for the hospitals and other healthcare facilities that they want to sell to is what they all want. So basically, said, uh, Alan said, strategy and marketing, this is my interpretation, I haven't heard back from him, strategy and marketing is the stuff of when we have the product ready. And I wrote him back saying, I vehemently disagree. And I gave him a link, and I'll refer to it in a moment. And I said, many of the questions in the article involve strategy and marketing communications right up front. In fact, um, I said, if people think the perception as soon as they heard the word marketing is, we don't need that until we have a product, that's valuable insight to me. It's one with which I vehemently disagree, but that's valuable insight in terms of how people perceive that concept of marketing. And uh, so maybe as a marketer, I need to reposition the offer itself. So I referred Alan to an article that I wrote back in July of 2019, and it is called Need a Job? Distribution? Money? Do this first. It's a six minute read. I don't think I'm gonna read the whole thing to you. But first, ladies and gentlemen, my first sponsored water break brought to you by the cup in my hand. When I'm really thirsty, I go to the cup in my hand for some water. Please excuse me and enjoy this musical break. Mm -hmm. Hard to hum. 
and drink apparently. Anyone who knows anything about music theory knows that. Excuse me as I take a genuine drink. And by the way, if you have coffee in the car or water or beverage of choice, or as we called it back when I worked at Kraft Foods back in the 90s, you're doing some dashboard dining. That's a perfect time. We all take a break together. So maybe that's what I'll incorporate into future podcasts. So back to the article about people ask me all the time. In fact, it's funny. I wasn't looking at what I wrote and that's what I wrote. So I'll read because I spent at least six hours on this article. I get asked the same questions all the time. Joe, I'm looking for a position and or I'm looking for new clients for my consultancy. Do you know of any opportunities for me? Or, Joe, I'm looking for sales representatives, 1099s or distributors to sell our products. Can you introduce me? Or, Joe, I'm looking for a source of financing. I'd be willing to license it. I would even consider selling the IP. Can you help? And I write, from now on, I'll be able to point my inquisitors here. It should save everyone a lot of time. Let's start with supply. Remember supply and demand? Each of these involve supply. For a job, you can supply a human being to do a task, namely you. Distribution. You can supply a product to people who sell products. For money, you can supply an investment opportunity to investors. So Economics 101, frankly, all I remember from my major of economics at NYU, sorry everybody at NYU, supply and demand. I can supply a human, I can supply a product, I can supply an investment opportunity. Let's talk about demand. So I'm going to skip over the demand to hire you, um, but it's worth a read if you happen to be in between um, opportunities. And I'll go to, let's talk about the demand to represent you. Demand for your product. You want someone to sell or distribute your product or service. It's not going to be easy. Years ago, I asked distributors how I could help manufacturers seeking distribution. And back came the sobering but enlightening reply. We carry thousands of products. For us to consider carrying a new product, it has to have three things. One, it has to be noteworthy. We don't need more Me Too products. Two, support. It needs to come with solid marketing support and training. We can't expect our reps to know everything about every product we carry. Three, profit. There has to be a healthy margin and reasonable sales volumes for us to even consider it. Can't be me too. You need to support it and I need to make money. I ask, can you deliver all these? If not, I don't know anybody that can help you. And I list a whole bunch of comments that people have shared about this article. And I share a list of distributors, one that is publicly listed on the HIDA, that's H-I-D, 
a website. I think it's Haida.org. In fact, I can click here and see. Yes, it's Haida.org. Um, and I say, if you can't supply the three things, being noteworthy, having support, and being profitable, no one's going to carry you. It won't matter. Don't bother to spend any money doing outreach. And I'll talk about demand to finance you. Demand for your investment opportunity. You want someone to invest in your company. I know you know it's hard. And you've likely considered the alternative for giving you money is spending money on anything money can buy. Now, I read that so poorly, I'm going to reread it with the proper emphasis so you get what I meant. The alternative to giving you money on your investment is spending my money on anything. Jelly beans, a stock, a retirement, my son's education, a vacation. Anything I can spend money on. I say, we recently covered this topic at Want My Money? Fill this out which includes a download and video advice from people much smarter than I on the topic. But I found this list of top venture capital firms and you can download it. So what do all of these have in common? Something very marketing related, how you position your offer. And this goes back to the reason why I picked up the microphone today and responded the way that I did to Alan's reply about would the services I provide be helpful to a whole class? I do what I do all the time, and it's usually one-on-one. -on -one. I record a lot of it. As time permits, I repackage it and share it with you. I you know, bleep out the names of the relevant things, but if there's an insight worth sharing, I can repackage it. Um, but one at a time is just so scalable, and there's only one of me. So the concept was, how about one to many? And again, his reply was, yeah, not until they have a product. I say, I began today with what people ask me. They all start, I am looking for. Unfortunately, no one cares what you are looking for. I care, but that's not the point. They care about, and I know you know this, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? So I invite you to frame your need in the context of what's in it for them. And here's the formula. To whom your services or products or investments are the, what's the frame of reference? That, what is the benefit? Because how can you support that claim? If you're listening in the car, I don't expect you to write it down. And it's deceptively hard to fill in those five blanks. Um, because oftentimes, I can read those sentences with you filling in the blanks and say, so? And is it compelling enough for me to stop what I'm doing and listen? Is it urgent? To me? Am I urgently looking for this solution? If not, I don't have time for it. In fact, I'm grateful you're taking any time listening to this. You could be listening to something else. 
everything has an opportunity cost. And to have the privilege of speaking with you now is something I don't take lightly. So again, thank you. But that's the case with your product or service. I don't have to listen to what you have to say. I don't have to pick up your messages. I can fast forward through commercials. I can decide what I'm gonna watch on Netflix without interruption. Remember, your value proposition has to be so compelling, it forces your prospect to act, your distributor, or the person that they want me to introduce them to at the hospital, or the person that they want to influence, or, 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 or. For me to do that would be silly, kind of. I mean, I'm not gonna call up my friend and say, hey, Bill, this guy needs money. I know you have money. Uh, so I told him to call you. Bill would be like, please don't ever do that again. If I called up distributors that I know and I say, hey, I got a guy who has a product. He wants to find distributors. So I told him to call you and use my name. The guy would be like, please don't do that. Because I don't know what he has. I don't know if it would fit. I, Joe Hage, don't know what's in it for them because I haven't spent enough time with you, the incubator, the company, the client, whatever, to understand precisely what is your value proposition that is so compelling that the person you want me to reach agrees and is grateful that I put the two of you together. So, Joe, do you know anybody? is almost invariably, yes, I do, but I won't be introducing you because for me to do that and be fair to them and to represent you well, I would have to really understand what you do. And that's not a 10 minute phone call because I'm gonna ask you again and again and I'm gonna iterate and I'm gonna iterate and I'm gonna say, can I say it like this? Can I say it like that? Why is that important? Why would they do that? Who's the decision maker? How many influencers are there? What else is on their plate? A score of questions that it's obvious when you talk to someone and I, I put it in, in terms anyone can understand. You, listening to this podcast right now, I'd like you to call me today. I'll give you my number. It's 917-405-3017. That's my actual cell phone number. Now. If it's a strange number, call from a mobile phone because I'm going to send you a message that says, sorry, I don't recognize this number. Who is this, please? At which point you can text back to me and say, oh, I listened to your podcast and that will thrill me. Anyhow, for the 99% of you who heard that and smiled, you're not going to call me, are you? You're not going to call me. What will we talk about? Or yeah, I really could use your help, but I don't think I can afford you. Or, oh, wow, look at that guy. He has such a following. He just gave me his cell phone number. I can call him. Let me put that on my list of things to do. If anyone has gotten to this point in the recording after they phoned me, I would be shocked. So again, that number is 917-405-3017. I don't expect any phone calls, but surprise me and delight me. The fact is, 
you have things going on today and calling Joe Hage wasn't one of the things on your list. What's on your list? Picking up a child? Taking care of an ailing parent? Doing the hundred things that are on your list of things to do at work because you're understaffed and we do more with less these days. I'm gesticulating what you can't see, but okay. Where does it fit? I have a very long list of things to do, just as you do. Some of them would really help me my, on my business. Some of them would really help clients who are paying me right now. And yet I'm sitting here talking with you. Why? I felt like it. And I have enough control over my schedule that I did. But everything comes at a cost. So, I'll wrap with saying this. Dear Alan, who said, yeah, they don't really want to talk about marketing and strategy until after they have a product that they can put in front of the people they'd like you to introduce them to. I say, A, they're thinking about it wrong. That without this kind of tiresome, Joe Hage-like iterative, why, why, who cares, who cares, would they actually pay for it? What's involved in switching? Is there an operational cost of training people? I'm sure there are better ways to do things that I do, but I know how to do them the way that I do, and I don't really have time to learn the new thing right now, even though I know it's better. There's a cost there, operational cost, a financial cost. I don't have the money to pay for that right now. Um, or a switching cost, all these things. So I've already lost my train of thought, but I'm sure it was a good point. Oh yes, I know what it was. I said to Alan, uh, I, or I would say to Alan, that if you don't have this level of rigor in your value prop, then stop developing. Um, boy, do I know a lot of people who have raised a lot of money, had a fantastic idea and failed. And as my wife can tell you, boy, do we lose a lot of money on one of them. That's a topic for another podcast. Um, but I believed. I believed the story. And it is about storytelling. So do you need marketing strategy and communications? Well, communications, what is that all about? It's simply a fancy word saying telling your story. It doesn't mean you need a website now. It doesn't mean you need a brochure to get ready for a trade show. It doesn't mean a laundry list of things that people associate with marketing like email blasts. That's not what I'm talking about. Marketing is presenting your value proposition in a compelling way so someone cares. That's marketing. So, Alan, I would advise you to go back to those folks and say, I know a guy who can help you tell your story so you can be effective and challenge you to make sure that your value proposition is worth you working on it. Because, and I'm certainly not the only person to call, unless you go through each of the functions, you know, just as I'm saying for um, marketing right now, do the same thing with the engineering guy you trust or the regulatory person you trust who says, look, this will never get by FDA. What are you doing then? So do that rigorous exercise with every functional person that could possibly touch 
um, your product along the value chain. Look at that, I used a term that people know and like, value chain. But uh, I'm going to avoid the term paradigm shift. I think that's the only time you'll hear it on any podcast that I have, unless a guest says it. And if you'd like to be a guest and just have a conversation like this one for a future podcast, let's give that a try. That's the thing about me. I, I love to try things um, and I, I test things out on my own brand. And so when my clients come around and say, do you have any experience in this or that? I can say, yeah, not only that, but I did it already um, for myself. So uh, that was number one. And I don't know what number two was. I forgot, I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm just rambling. Um, but I hope you enjoyed podcast number one. I'm not looking at the microphone screen, so I really don't even know how long it is. I don't know how long these things should be. Maybe you can give me some feedback if you're listening and want to email me. Um, I would consider this my marketing podcast. Um, so you could reach me at jhage, J-H-A-G-E, at medicalmarcom, that's M-A-R-C-O-M.com, uh, with suggestions or call me. I gave you my cell phone number text and um, let me make a podcast that you value and maybe have you on as a guest all right in closing uh, this broadcast was brought to you by Joe Hage me and um, sponsored by the 10x medical device conference come to 10x where we can hang out and I can introduce you to dozens of professionals I trust and to whom I refer business all the time and some captains of industry will talk about contemporary things and there will be ice cream. The next 10X will be in London on February 17th. It's one day long. Beth and I are taking the kids to London and uh, to Paris and she let me have one day off of vacation. So I'm putting together a little event. If you're anywhere near London, I'd love to include you. And also the, the big 10X, the typical one that I do, will be tax day, April 15th in San Diego. Hit me up for details. For Joe Hage, the Medical Devices Group, Medical Marcom, the 10X Medical Device Conference, Beth, Zachary, Lucas, and my dog, Elliot. This is Joe Hage. Thanks for listening.